Welcome to Hearthstone Network, where we bring you true stories, great teachings, and inspirational testimonies that will captivate your spirit. Join us for a journey of resilience, wisdom, and triumph to encourage you through the power of storytelling. everyone. I'm honored you have joined me today on the Sandra Hartstone Show. You know, every week we record a show called The Living Scripture, where my buddies Darla Ryden and Cindy Hayes join me in discussing scripture and, you know, topics related to scripture. Well, I'm particularly excited about the broadcast from yesterday, and I want to share it with you today. These podcasts are also available under the name The Living Scripture, if you would like to join us. I do hope you enjoy this discussion today. Well, it is a new year, and you have joined us on The Living Scripture. I'm telling you, we are, uh, my friends Darla and Cindy and I, we are getting all stirred up. We're talking about what is going on in the earth, because clearly there is a shift going on all around the entire globe. Mm -hmm. Something is happening, I think, both from God's perspective and from the enemy's perspective. And we've got to take a stand. We have got to decide this year who we're going to be. And Cindy, you had a great saying. What did you just tell us? We need to get off the cruise ship and onto the battleship. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, that is it. That is is what we're going to be talking about today on the Living Scripture, how to get on the battleship and survive. All right. Darla, are you battleship ready? I am. Tell me, what does that mean to you? (laughs) Well, to be honest with you, recently I've heard someone talking about... um, preparing and going through the doors. We all know this year is about the door. Well, no, we don't all know that. What does that mean? Well, 2024 or 57, 80, what are we in? 57, 84, four is the number for door, a dalit. And so this is a year that we go through the door. That's in Hebrew. That's a Hebrew. It's the Hebrew year of the door. Okay. Hebrew year of the door. Okay. But also 24 is about the priesthood, gatekeepers and watchmen. Oh. So this is a huge year for the intercessors, watchmen, prophets to bring forth a sound that brings forth prophetic revelation. And God is right now, that's I think one of the things we were sitting here discussing is how much God is pouring out revelation right now and connecting it together so that we can emerge in a way that we're no longer like the caterpillar but we're emerging in a whole different Mm -hmm. form as the butterfly. And yet it is a whole season and, and period of time of war. Yeah. And so we're having to understand this is a war type season for us that we have many of us in America, especially have never gone through. And so God is establishing something for us to go past these thresholds and to go into doorways that we haven't ever been in before. But yet there's an enemy there that wants to come against us, but God's already saying you've won the victory. I'm going to give you what's needed to be victorious on the other side of the door. So I'm going to stop on this, but let me tell no, I'm, 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 First Corinthians 16, the eight and nine says it, but I shall, this is Paul remain in Ephesus until Pentecost and Pentecost is coming up. That's something I think mm-hmm. is important for a wide door for effectual service has opened to me, but here's the key. And there are many adversaries. Mm. So as we walk through these doors, 
we're going to have to expect this year, there's going to be a lot of opposition. But if we're getting opposition, that means we're doing something where the enemy is the one shaking mm. this year, not us. I think you're, you're right, Darla. And we're going to delve into more about what you're talking about, Darla. But Cindy, before we go on, I want you to explain what do you think it means to be battle ready? Well, the word that the Lord gave me this year was simplify. And so simplifying for me, and I felt like what he was saying was I needed to get back to the basics to be battle ready. And so the word of God, knowing the word of God and delving into it and understanding what that means, because when we stand up against opposition that are going to be in those doorways, if we know God's word and we know who we are in Christ as kings and priests, then we're going to be able to push through and Mm -hmm. see victory on the other side. Now, what I see is I see that, yes, we can all see that the enemy is getting louder, more active. We can see there's a lot of difficult stuff going on in the earth. But if you have eyes to see, I see that God is increasing as well. And he Mm -hmm. is getting more visual, so to speak. Like you can see his hand. There's, I think we're going to see, and we're already seeing more signs and wonders, like more healing, more supernatural things. So what God is speaking to me is, you know, I'm, I'm a person who can get busy real quick. I have a lot of irons in the fire. I have a lot of projects going on. You know, we're doing this program to teach people around how the world how to grow food. And that's very important, Mm -hmm. very important, but it's keeping the first things first. You know, there's a saying in the church about your first love. And what God is really pressing on me this year is intimacy, intimacy, stay close with me. And if, if we will stay close with him, like live in the center of his heart, hang on to him, just always praying, just Lord, let me hear your heart. Let me do what you want. Instead of praying, God, do for me, God, will you? It's how, what is on your heart, Lord? I'm telling you, we have to learn how to hang on to him, because if we will do that, it's like no matter what we face, he's going to be there showing us how to get through it, how to handle it, so we can come through unscathed. But this whole time of God, why do you let bad things happen? We have got to get past that, guys. There is a fight going on in this, and there's a fight between God and Satan, and they're fighting over us. And he doesn't promise to make the bad things go away. He promises just to equip us and give us wisdom to get through mm-hmm. it, to be victorious. And I think that's what we need to talk about today. So, Darla, let's talk about it. how can we be battle ready? How can we walk in wisdom? I think to start with, we are spiritual beings. Amen. So it's a supernatural lifestyle. Oh, good. And we don't really understand because most of the time we live in the natural, what we can see with our own eyes. We are to live in the spirit, the supernatural realm. And this is one of the things that I've been, you know, the Lord's been hitting on me is Darla. When Jesus came to earth, the way that he came to earth was that a virgin that had never been with a man was impregnated Mm. with a seed that did not come from a man and created him. Mm -hmm. He was created supernaturally. Mm -hmm. Our whole foundation that we stand on as Christians is a foundation that isn't impossible. It's based out of something that's absolutely impossible to happen. And so we are having to move in, like you're saying, we have to get past what we can make intellectually 
an understanding and possible and move into the realm of absolute supernatural, which is everything is impossible. How does a Red Sea part and walk through? How did, you know, Paul's shadow fall upon someone and they're healed? How did Mm -hmm. Paul take, I mean, that was Peter, sorry. How did Peter take, you know, handkerchiefs and they take it back to the people. All of the things that we are going to have to look at in the days ahead is even to look at them from a perspective of this was impossible, though it was made possible. That's what I mean. So there's a new definition. And I I was reading recently. Let me just ask, why in the world would anybody want if somebody says that's not true and miracles and stuff don't happen anymore? My answer is, what is the attraction to an impotent God? Mm. I want a God that can do anything and that lives in the, you know, I want to live in the supernatural. Right. I want to walk with the God who can do anything. And if he created us and created this world, how can he not do anything? But, you know, the, the days of the number of people by surveys that believe the Bible is in the inerrant word of God is going down, down, right. down. And I understand that if you are a Christian and you believe in God and you believe in Jesus, then you have to take his word to be what he says it is. Absolutely. But anyway, go ahead with what no, you're saying. And, that, and, and this is what you're saying about the dividing line. There is a frustration that's coming and wailing up inside of us of no longer just accepting things that make sense. Because yeah. the, the, the belief that we have, there is no way to make sense of it. No. It's a and it's a day to draw king. a line in the sand it's the day and to decide which line. side you're on. Because do you believe him or you don't? You do. And and it's time for us to walk in that fullness. That's what's going to make what I said earlier. That's what's going to make demons tremble. Amen. It's all of a sudden they know you. They knew Paul because he carried something that was different mm-hmm. than all the others. And it was the transforming power of the Holy oh. Spirit. Someone recently said, and then Cindy, you take it from here. But um, he was saying, you need to look at the book of Acts. Go back and re-look at the book of Acts from the beginning, mm-hmm. from the perspective of this is the Holy Spirit. Mm. Not the people that are doing whatever is done. Let's look at it from his point of view. Because he's the third person of the Trinity. He's not an afterthought. He's not a something. He is what Jesus said, I need you to be filled with him and him to come so that the impossible can happen. Yes. And these guys turn the world upside down. Yes. And this is about. I have been rereading Acts and it's the power Mm -hmm. It's something about really being baptized in this Holy Spirit. Just there's a power that came upon them. Right. And And this makes Satan tremble if we're to understand all this. And I think not everyone understands, too, that there is a demonic realm and there's an angelic realm. There's these, there's this, that's more real than our physical realm. Yes. And so making people aware that we're in a battle, we need Mm -hmm. to be on the battleship, not just coasting along apathetic, not aware of what's really happening on all around us. And so as we get to understand more fully what the Holy Spirit has equipped us to do and the open doors, you know, that all ties in together, it causes him to be fearful because we're beginning to understand more fully because that's exactly what Christ did. Yeah. Was took he took back the world the structure, yeah. the yes. key from the enemy. Mm-hmm. We have it. We just haven't been yeah. operating to that depth. You know, Cindy, I've known you for a number of years, and this is what I know about you. You are 
and I mean this in a good way, you're eat up with Jesus. He is on your mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Everything in your life is about Jesus. So tell me, to you, what does it mean to live? Darla said we all need to live in the supernatural realm. What does that look like for you? Wow, that's a loaded question. So for me, what it starts <laughs> but out But for somebody with, that thinks 24-7, I know you already have the answer. <laughs> right. It's waking up, having a conversation with God and saying good morning, Holy Spirit. Even this year, me and my husband started out that we meet at 6 a.m. in a spot and we pray together. And then I dive into the Word of God. And and then it's just everything as I'm going through the day, I'm, I'm thinking through, like, how is this impacting? And, and what are my choices? Okay. So it's an intentionality of figuring that out. How does it, how does it look like to love Jesus and to be in the presence, have God's presence carried with me? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you a, a simple way. And, and um, let me explain a way that you can s- simply start living in the supernatural all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. here's very simple examples. You're driving in traffic and somebody cuts you off and you really get mad. What you have to do is stop and think, now wait. For me to get mad really is violating the verse, and esteem each man is greater than yourselves. See, that's being when we get mad, that's being selfish. It is, because we're thinking our rights are more, okay? Or uh, when someone offends you or someone's difficult to work with. I, I have situations like that now where I'm struggling with someone very difficult for me to work with, and I... I keep saying, Lord, this is what I feel, but I don't know that that's the right thing. So humility, we have to constantly make sure that we keep ourselves in humility. And I'm telling you, it's hard. We have to constantly, forgiveness has to be at the ready on our lips. True. Esteeming each man is greater than selves. That doesn't mean you have poor self-esteem. It means that we don't always have to put our needs ahead of everybody else's. You know, these are simple ways. It's ways of being kind in the store letting somebody in the grocery store if you have a basket full and somebody behind you has three objects it's letting them go ahead of you it's kindness it's the golden rule we have to start living that way we we have to take seriously that love is the greatest command and and i'm not saying this because i'm always successful trust me i'm not but i'm saying it's always in my mind that I have to come from a place of love. I have to forgive. I have to be ready to lay down my ways for Jesus's ways. Now, this is the beginning of living in the supernatural, in my opinion. Very much. What so. do you think? So practical. Yes, and I would I would say submission. That's oh, yeah. what humility is. is submission. Submission, and that's exactly what Jesus did. Is what you're saying? Is he laid down his own mission? And submitted to the mission that he was given by the Father. Yes. And fulfilled dying on the cross and coming back to life. So every part of what you're saying, I totally agree with because it's every aspect of who we are. You know, I think many times, like you're saying, you have a difficult situation. I've had difficult lately. Those places, I think, are the places that really, you know, cause us to grow is when we have the hardships. Yes. We learn much more during times of frustration mm-hmm. and, and those types of situations than we do in, when everything's okay and jolly and we're all good with the world. But yet it's the place to me where it's the place to me where you can end up, you know, not having to you I think we have to realize that we don't need to be best friends with someone 
to value someone. I can work with you uh, even though maybe my my depth of relationship with you is not as keen as others. And I think that's where we get messed up. It's like, we, if, if I have to work with you, then that means I have to like you. No, it doesn't. I have to be able to work with you. And because right now I really feel like God, another aspect of this whole thing is he is merging us together. And, you know, when you're on a cruise ship or when you're on a warship, you're having to each man your post. It doesn't mean that whatever post I'm manning, I have to like the guy that's way back in the back, but I have to do my part to bring the whole together. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we've, we've gotten away from understanding that we each carry a piece and not valuing others. And I think that's where God's making a real shift in the earth today of this hierarchy, polished, I'm on top, you're underneath structure there is order god's a god of order Mm -hmm. order but now what he's doing is he's bringing it from the bottom up and saying you know you and i may not be best friends but i can work with you we have to find those pieces where we because we are brothers and sisters in christ we value the gifts god's and we are going to live together eternally right right. that's right but i mean jesus didn't jesus didn't like the pharisees and the sadducees but he did what he had to do to to confront yes. them on issues. I'm sure he was he knew we all know that he knew Judas was going to betray okay. him, but he never made that apparent. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's yes. ways mm-hmm. to have tension no. but not sin like you're saying and stay in a place of humility to the call yeah. that God has on your I, life. I was talking this I don't know if this is off the topic, but I I have a very dear friend who was from Zimbabwe and he's an older man, he's 80. But he is absolutely the most humble man I've ever met and very wise. And he's going through a very, very, very painful situation right now, which involves betrayal, right? And I called him to say, I know what's going on. I just want you to know I'm brokenhearted with you. And he says, you know, we can't get angry and we can't start criticizing the other brothers and sisters. We we have to love because the scripture says, Love conquers all. Love overcomes all. And I'm telling you, sometimes that's a hard pill, especially when you've been betrayed or beaten down or whatever. Love conquers all. And if and if we can get to where love is conquering us and where it's easy for us to walk in love, easy to forgive, easy to turn the other cheek, easy to do the right thing, I'm telling you, guys, I, I, I'm just telling you, it's... It's just like an entryway into the supernatural world. That is the entryway. The the scripture talks about even like praying for people. Like if you're going to pray for somebody to be healed of a sickness or whatever, the prayers offered in love are the ones that are answered. I'm sorry, I don't know the scripture, but I have read that in here. It's like a nuclear power. It is. That comes into a situation when you respond in a way that's going to be uncommon or un, you know not suspected, and you respond with love. That it, 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 I believe God yeah. just kill them with kindness, kind of thing. Even the heart of the the person, the ministry, the church. When I was listening to the father and daughter who wrote the book, um, a church called Tove, and he just you know talked about how love is such an important part of being represented in churches. And one of the interesting things he talked about. The leaders that were some of the best leaders that they saw through their research 
weren't celeb weren't known. They were quietly serving. They were the no names we talked about. They were the no names quietly serving, seeing how Sandra is really gifted and empowering her, seeing how Darla had this and in putting her in a position and empower her. It was not, it wasn't about them and their status. It was it was this synergy mm-hmm. that so. was flowing and it was building up this nuclear uh what would it be uh, just this nuclear it's not a bomb but it's a, a nuclear force that ha- that can't be that the enemy can't resist yeah. he can't stop it Mm-mm. and i agree with that it's the because it is coming into a place of community and you mm-hmm. said it so well sandra it's you know when we have betrayal or we have those situations that are the tough ones like you're saying it is the overcoming It's not just overcoming by forcing yourself to be kind. It's really allowing him to transform me. Mm -hmm. What are you transforming in me? Why did you let this situation come? Because we want to always say we want it nice and easy. And and that's not the picture that we see here ever in scripture that we see lives that it was easy. Yes, they had periods of it being easy, but there was periods of absolute destruction or dismay. And yet here comes the impossible God again and again. And I think it's that place of what we saw, you know, Jesus himself, I I was looking at this picture of here's, here's Christ and he dies on the cross for our sins. And then all of a sudden, I, it was, I was listening to a song, and it just they were describing that about Jesus as the king. And he said, all of a sudden, here's the father, and he breathed life back into him on the third day. Just like mm. in the beginning when he breathed on man mm. to bring that life. I mean, I never had looked at it that here he was again bringing the impossible. Mm. He birthed him impossibly, but then here he was breathing life on that third day going, nope, my son's not dead. Here he is. And he's done all this for us to walk in this fullness by overcoming. But again, the overcoming was a transformation that only could have come by the father. So I think it's it's just such a beautiful picture of when we walk with when we walk with the person of the Godhead in all mm-hmm. three forms, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I think we could all say you begin mm-hmm. to cultivate a relationship with these three persons yeah. of the Trinity mm-hmm. that transforms you in such a way that you can believe for the impossible or you can. Yeah. Your tank gets full. Oh yeah. It's overflow. It, it's yeah. the true overflowing, but it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that in all of that, that not yes. all three of us can sit here and say, we've gone through yeah. hell. Yeah. And what are the scriptures <laughs> about rivers of living water? Yes. There's several. There's one in Revelations and then another one. I forget. Where is it? I forget it. Psalms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's about. I think in Isaiah too. About yeah. the rivers of living water. It's living because let me tell you, when you are, when you are really one in one, one hand in hand with God and you are walking on the path that he has given you to walk on, you don't have to make things happen. It's you just get in the boat and you go down the river and the doors open, things come to you. It, it's it's a supernatural way to live. Oh my gosh, it is the only way to live. Like if you need funding for things, it comes. If you need a door open to somebody, it comes. If you if you need to, well, you get the point. But it what just do you does. say? But can I ask you this though? Especially with the scripture I just said that the wide door of effectual service is open for me. But there was many adversaries. Like in most of your 
filming and most of your um, creative ideas that God places on your heart to step into, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you're not, not everyone just opened up with here, yeah, here's a million dollars yeah. to film this. I mean, haven't you had projects that have taken doors you walked in and it felt like it, once you walked through, there was just chaos and an adversary and yeah. being hit on each side. You know I will what I'm have to say, to say that <clears throat> in my younger days, that happened a lot. Until I really learned how to discern the spirit and quit trying to make things. When I would try to make things happen, mm-hmm. when I wasn't really in the boat going down the river, <laughs> I had that happen all the time. Now, if something comes to me, I just put it there. I set it there. And if it's if it's God, we just get in the boat and it just starts happening. I don't struggle anymore. I don't. Because okay. if, if, it, if he wants it to happen, it'll happen and I do right. it. And if he doesn't, mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm at the age of my life where if he doesn't have anything for me to do, I'm happy to be a grandma. Right. But so, what in this, I'm just... I had a question, too, about yeah. that. In Mozambique, I remember you went to Mozambique and had a horrible... You almost died. Well, that was Uganda. Uganda. Mm-hmm. Okay. You almost died. I so did. So when you reflect on that incident... Call. Yeah. Tell me now what you think about it through what we're talking about. Did, were you going ahead too fast, or was the adversary trying to stop you from what you were doing in Uganda? No, I think here's the mistake I made in that. If if it was a mistake, I uh, and what was? Can you give a brief? Yes, when I went over happened? there, somebody, um, a guy tried to run me over with a motorcycle one night, and we had gotten a prophetic word. The person that was with me, one of her intercessors, sent us a word and said something's going on, and we're praying for a legion of angels to come and be around you. I should have stopped him at wait. Now, what's going on and why? And I didn't. I just thought, oh, isn't that nice? Okay, and then a guy tried to take me out one night, and I just thought, man, what a jerk. I still, I didn't put the two and two together. And then two days later, it's when this big truck hit me, threw me in the air 30 yards, landed on my head, should be dead, okay? But God is why I'm here. Now, I think the enemy, and the same thing, At this, two weeks later, my brother was in the same accident in another country in Thailand. He was he was on the same vehicle. He had the same injuries. Everything was the same. He had internal bleeding. Just Everything was exactly the mm-hmm. same, guys. It was freaky. It wasn't like he broke a leg. Mm-hmm. He had the same injuries I did. And three days after I was injured, I was evacuated out and came home. Three days after my brother's injury, he died. And what I felt like at the time was that the enemy said, you don't think I can get to you? Fine. I'll show you how I can. So there was hundreds of people praying for me. I survived. And my brother didn't have that, and he went out. Now, you know, I may get to heaven and find out I'm wrong, but until God Mm -hmm. tells me differently, I feel like that was the enemy saying, Mm -hmm. okay, I may not get to you, but I'll still get to you. Yeah. Okay. So, So no, I just think it was the enemy trying to take me out because God has sent me into Africa. I'm trying to break, Mm -hmm. uh, teach people to not stand with witchcraft. I'm trying to do a lot in the country of Africa. So the fact that, an attack would come against me is not really a surprise. No, I don't think I messed up, except that I didn't heed the warnings and get on my knees and pray about it and get more, you know, more and maybe it could have avoided the accident. But I'll tell you what, I learned lessons. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen to me again and like that. And that's the key is that we, like what you're saying, I used to, to push through and do things, many things mm-hmm. to try to make things happen once I, I knew. Yes. But what you're, what I hear you continually saying, and I think each of us could yeah. say is we've grown up. Yes. And we've come into greater relationship with him. Yes. By the hardships, sometimes that we had to learn lessons yes. through. And Jesus talks about that. He said he learned discipline. Yeah. 
by the things that he suffered. Yeah. It wasn't always that it was the easy route or that there well, wasn't. where we get character casual. and growth and everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it is, this is what you, you know, we're pushing. Nothing can, can bypass relationship with him. Yes. And if we're not in that depth of having and desiring and cultivating, I want to know you better than I know yeah. Sandra. Yeah. I want to know you like I know my husband. Yes. He didn't have to say anything, and I know his facial expression, right. what he's already thinking, if he's irritated, if he's this. I want to know him like that, yes. and that comes with just being. Yes. Ladies, I love this conversation. I think we ought to continue again this next week because Mm -hmm. we have run out of time. But I'd like to continue. Would you like to continue this? I'm liking it. I hope you out there that are listening to us like it too. (laughs) I will say, I just want to encourage you before we sign off. I want to encourage you. You know, the Bible talks a lot about going on a fast. And I'm not going to ask you to do a fast from food. I'm going to say, would you start? Start with one day a week fast. And here the fast would be at night. Instead of sitting in front of the television for two or three hours, read the scripture and talk to the Lord. So fast from TV one night a week. Start with that and just see. See what God does. See how your relationship with him changes. I hope you enjoyed this lively discussion. Thanks so much for joining me today. And I look forward to being with you next week. Blessings, everybody.